we pray that as we look into your word, that we will be blessed, that your son will be exalted, and that everyone here will know the meaning of Christmas. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, a trivia, or a quick question for everybody, just to get people going and interacting. I'd like to ask, what is, in your opinion, the biggest problem in the world today? You couldn't be wrong, because it would be your opinion. Unbelief. All right, that's one. Unbelief. Suffering. Suffering. Aimlessness. People? Evil. Okay, evil. All right. Now, let's flip the question another way. The Son of God came to the world to solve the biggest problem. So what problem did he come to solve? Most of the other things that have been mentioned are symptoms. So the real problem, I'd like to suggest to you, I'm not saying you are wrong, I'd like to suggest to you that the biggest problem or the greatest problem in the world today is the problem of sin. Take away sin, all the other problems essentially retreat. So I'd like, I like to suggest that to you, and I'd like to show you that from the scriptures. Um, in the book of 1 John, chapter 3, or 1 John as a whole, if you were using the old, uh, maybe King James, the word manifest shows up. Manifest or declared. And um, it says four things or four reasons why Jesus came. It, the first one in First John chapter 1, it says, The life was manifested. And we have seen and testified and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. So Jesus came to sh show us life, eternal life. There will be no eternal life without the Lord Jesus Christ. Life that is lived in the presence of God forever. In 1 John chapter 3, which is where we are going to focus for mostly this morning. First John chapter 3, verse 4 reads this way. Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. He says this about why Jesus came. You know that he, the Lord Jesus, appeared in order to take away sins. And in him, there is no sin. He came 
to take away sins. It was read this morning. And you shall call his name, what? Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. So he appeared to take away sin. That's the second point. And if you know, just move down a little bit. In the same first John chapter 3. Verse 8, this is, this is a strong word. It says, the one who practices sin. By the way, I'm reading from the New American Standard Version. Because, just to emphasize certain things, the word practices sin. Verse 8 of 4 John chapter 3 says, the one who practices sin is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. Then he gives us a reason why Jesus the Son of God appeared for this purpose. That's what it says. To destroy the works of the devil. That's why he came. To destroy the works of the devil. And then in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9, we read, By this the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we may live through him. So briefly, from that chapter, four reasons of four reasons why Jesus came to give us eternal life, to take away sin, to destroy the works of the devil, and to demonstrate the love of God. So I'm going to focus on the first John chapter 3. And I like to read it because I might not have time to read it, just looking at that time there. So I'm just going to read through first John chapter 3 because I'll go through some of the verses. First John chapter 3 from verse 1 to 10. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of God, and such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, if you are a believer, it says, Beloved, now, today, we are the children of God. And it has not yet appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him. Because we will see him just as he is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness. You know, this is our key verse this morning. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has seen him or knows him. Little children, make sure no one deceives you. The one who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he who is righteous. The one who practices sin is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. 
The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. No one who is born of God practices sin, because his seed abides in him. And he cannot sin because he's born of God. By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor the one who does not love his brother. Now the emphasis on the word practice, practices sin, sin as a lifestyle. I just want to clarify that up front. So why did the Lord Jesus come? To clarify that, it doesn't say that believers doesn't sin. Let me go back. I didn't finish that statement. To clarify, it doesn't say that we don't sometimes sin. But if you have a lifestyle of sin, practices sin, that's a problem. All right. So why did Jesus come? He came to take away our sins. So what is sin? Where did sin come from? And what does it do? Well, sin simply means to miss the mark, God's mark, the standard that he has set. Everyone is guilty. All, everyone, by nature and by act, we are all sinners. And it's also lawlessness. That means overstepping the boundaries God has set. And we read there that it came from the devil. Now, it's not weakness. Sin is not weakness. It's not some kind of disease. It's an ingrained rebellion against God. And we all have that rebellion. Now, let me illustrate that. Imagine this happens sometimes to mothers of children. Your child is in the car. And you say, sit down. We need to buckle the seatbelt. The child stands up. They sit down. And you are driving. Because we are driving. And the child is saying, I'm not going to sit. You say, sit down. Otherwise, I'm going to pull up. And then I'm going to spank you. The child said, okay. Because the child has said spanking. The child sits down. But he said, just to let you know, in my heart, I'm not sitting. I'm still standing. <laughs> He's sitting. But in his heart or her heart, you know, she's still very rebellious against that order. So it's an inborn, ingrained rebellion against God. That's what sin is. And the Lord Jesus came for the single purpose of solving the sin's problem. It's a problem that is universal. Every one of us, by nature and by act, we are sinners. Jesus came to solve the sin problem for you and for me. Three parts of the problem. The punishment that comes or the penalty that comes from sin. The power that seems to overcome us that somebody can say we can't stop sinning. And the presence of sin. So Jesus came to solve those three problems. To take care of the penalty. To give us power to overcome sin. And ultimately to take us away from the presence of sin. It's total victory. So, the three points are going to be made. By his death on the cross, 
the Lord Jesus took care of the penalty of sin. Because all, everyone is guilty. Everyone is a sinner except the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why by his death on the cross, he took care of sin. No one else could have taken care of the penalty of sin because no one else is righteous except him. The passage that we read in verse 7 says, we know that he is righteous. And in verse 3, or verse 5 of that passage, 4 John chapter 3 says, in him is no sin. And in verse 3 says, he is pure. So only the Lord Jesus Christ could have that claim of purity, of righteousness, and no sin. And that's why he came to save sinners. We note that when the angel appeared to Gabriel, he told, sorry, uh, angel appeared, my daughter shook her head, I knew I've said something. <laughs> when the angel appeared to Joseph, what did he say? He said, you will call his name what? Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. And when the same angel appeared to Mary, he says, I have to look it up. <laughs> he says, when the angel appeared to Mary, not Mary, sorry, again, I have to correct myself, to the shepherd, he says, for unto you this day is born in the city of David, who a savior, again, salvation from sin, who is Christ the Lord. And when the old man Zechariah was praising God, he spoke about salvation being brought to Israel. And when the old man Simeon was praising God, Again, when Jesus was brought to the temple, he said, for my eyes have seen what? Your salvation. The Lord Jesus came to bring salvation. That's the first point. And he did that on the cross. We cannot stay in the manger. You have to move from the manger to the cross to understand why he came. To die for our sins. He appeared to die for our sins. So that takes care, if you like, of the penalty of sin. But the passage that we read in 1 John chapter 3 also says something this way. The Son of God appears for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. And he says, no one who is born of God practices sin. Why? Because his seed abides in him. And he cannot sin because he's born of God. Now let's unpack that a little bit this morning. Just a little bit, not a whole lot. The Lord Jesus took care of the penalty of sin by dying on the cross. He takes care of a lifestyle of sin by giving us new life. I just read, no one who is born of God. It's a reason why we need to be born again. 
There's a reason why it's not just a question of reformation. You need to have the Lord Jesus Christ by his spirit living in you to be able to overcome sin. He says, no one who is born of God practices sin. Why? Because God's seed, the new nature, is in him. It's actually not normal for a Christian to live in sin and not feel that something is wrong. The new nature, the nature of God is in us. It gives us the ability to be able not to live a lifestyle of sin. Now, I want to be careful to note that John doesn't say that Christians don't sin. But he says in that passage, they do not practice, practice sin. He says, no one who is born of God practices sin. And says, why? Because God's seed is in him. So the Lord Jesus takes care, if you like, of the power of sin over our life by living in us. His presence in our life helps us to overcome sin. We have a nature that the non-believer does not have that enables us to live above sin. But then John 1, he says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And he also says, and the truth is not in us, he says, if we sin, now notice this as if, that means it's something that happens occasionally, not as a lifestyle. When the seed of God is in you, you do not practice sin. That's what he says. So, he takes care of the power of sin over our life by living in us. The first point I said is that Jesus takes care of the penalty of sin by dying. Now that you are a Christian, he gives you the power to overcome the practice of sin. And finally, he takes care of the presence of sin. The chapter we read says, See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. It says, Such we are. It says, Beloved, now we are. And when he appears, he will take us home. Essentially, the presence of sin would be banished from our life when the Lord Jesus comes back. So he takes care of the presence of sin by taking us home to heaven. We understand and we know that in heaven there will be no sin. The promise of Christmas is the promise, let me put it this way, of complete victory over sin. And where there is no sin, suffering will be gone. Death will be gone. All the other things that we mentioned, aimlessness will be gone. So I, I want you to remember only three points this morning, actually. Only three. That Jesus came to take away sin. He came to take away the punishment due us because of our sin. He came to give us power so that we can overcome the power of sin over our lives by living in us. And he is coming again to take us out of the presence of sin into heaven.
So that even though we are in the presence of sin right now, the future looks wonderful. Because we are heading to a place where there will be no more sin. And all of this is made possible because the Lord Jesus came. This is the promise of Christmas. Eternal life with God forever. So you get the three points? The three points is simple. He came to die for our sins so that we might not be punished for it. He came to live in us so that he will give us power and victory over sin. And he's coming for us to take us away from the presence of sin so that we will be in the presence of God forever. The only thing we can say is thank you, Lord, for sending your son into the world for us. And the wonderful thing is that this provision is available for everyone. 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 So it would be a tragedy that if this Christmas passes you by and you do not have the Lord Jesus. The kids gave a wonderful verse this morning concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. I said it would be 20 minutes and it looks like it's 20 minutes. So we are going to sing, though, in Christ alone. My hope is found.